0: big finish for the love of stories
1: Any chance we could not explode
2: Oh yeah, we'll be not exploding all the way till boom time That's not what I meant oh, No, 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 don't do that Oh You're not used to me in pieces Doctor I'm so sorry Valerie There's nothing we can do She's going to.
0: And that's when we'd go to the interval. Curtain up, act two. I'm sorry, Mr. Quest. Ellery Quest. Well, Mr. Quest,
3: this is certainly sounding rather detailed. Maybe we could just. the basics. again.
0: Oh, of course, Mr. Darling. A thousand apologies. Uh... <sighs> Don't look through your notes. <laughs> I have it all written down. You're pitching me a story. And I don't want to forget anything.
3: If your story can be forgotten, it's not a story worth telling. Though, frankly, it sounds like you're pitching multiple stories. If you're writing a serial, go to the BBC. I believe they're looking
0: for a new journey into space. Oh, it's not multiple stories, it's the one story of a travelling man and his new best friend. This is the tale of Doctor Who. What are you doing? Oh, sorry, I just imagined that tune emerging from the orchestra pit below as the curtain rises. So, he's a man with two hearts and an incredible ship. She's a woman with wires in her head and metal arms and legs and cybernetic Mr. Quest,
3: have you seen our latest play here? Or indeed any play at the Regal Theatre? Hmm.
0: As a matter of fact, Mr. Darling, I managed to catch it last night. That's something, at least. Can you tell me what our play's about?
3: In a sentence. There are no wrong answers.
0: It's... About an angry young man, and he does a lot of ironing. I see.
3: Turns out there are wrong answers. It's about society, Mr. Quest. It's the tussle between the domestication and the damnation of modern man. It's grounded, it's glitchy, it's gripping.
0: And he does a lot of ironing.
3: It sounds like this Doctor Who does not possess the depth that our audience have come to expect from us.
0: Oh, but that's not true. I mean, yes, perhaps my idea isn't grounded or gritty. So it is true. But it's gripping. It's definitely, it's full of adventure and endless imagination. Look, um, let me give you another example. Uh, um, Mr. Quest. Okay, so we got up to the explosion, yes? This bit comes before that, or maybe afterwards. You can't really tell with the Doctor. Must we do this? This is a scene in which, well you know what, I'll just read it, lights up on an alien sea.
2: Okay Valerie, very much appreciated. Good work, keep rowing. But the hydro skim is coming at us at 100 tubes an hour. I don't know what a tube is. The important thing is, it's coming at us very, very fast. Yeah, I can see that. If we're going to get to the Dowager's Bezel Tub, we need to grab onto the side of it as it passes. You
1: still haven't told me what a Tub is or why we need well, it. Well,
2: it's nothing to do with a tube.
1: Travelling with you just wonders for my vocabulary.
2: Hopefully for your upper body strength too.
1: How much stronger do you need... <laughs>
2: Mr.
3: Quest, you want a hydro skimmer? I don't know what one of those is,
0: by the way. That's such a Valerie line. You want it sliding across our stage, and two actors to climb it. If we could flood the stage too, that'd be marvellous. Or perhaps you can set it with some lights and haze. Even if the issue of quality was
3: surpassable, everything you've recounted so far would be wildly expensive. Endless imagination comes at a cost. The number of
0: characters, the locations. Where even is Medruth? Sorry, I shouldn't have mentioned that one yet. I keep reading scenes in the wrong order.
3: We don't do epic in a spatial sense. We do epic in an emotional sense. Fixed locations. The intensity of a drawing room, a lawn party, a family gathered around the dinner table.
0: The dinner table? Well, that could work for... Hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm in the mood to hear another play of yours. Don't worry, it's, it's the same play. It's just very versatile. Lights up on a vast, futuristic hall full of diners. Hmm. We can't thank you enough for the food generator.
1: Hmm. You're very welcome. Hmm.
0: I don't think you truly grasp the magnitude of your actions. Everyone on Minosha has a large family, and food was scarce. Our great hunts barely brought us enough food for the winter. Hunts? Oh, yes. Against prey as wily as they are lean, even a successful hunt yielded little meat. Still, we had no other option.
4: Huh.
1: The doctor said the Minosians were the only life on Minosia. We are. Then, um, then, what did you all used to eat?
0: We had large families. Doctor, hey, I'm quite sure what
3: I just heard.
0: Was it my alien voice? The actor wouldn't have to do it quite like that.
3: I'm not on about... It. Yes, that was highly questionable. But please don't Google like that again, Mr. Quest. Do you know how the Lord Chamberlain would respond to this? I don't normally relish censorship. Hang on. Uh, talking of Lord Chamberlain, I've got a whole sequence set in Queen Elizabeth's court. You do No, 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 no. I've had enough of this.
0: I thought you were enjoying the scenes. Then,
3: frankly, you've misjudged your audience, Mr. Quest. And that's the worst thing a dramatist can do. I said, "No calls." <clears throat> One moment. Hello. Who? Now look here, this is the impertinent. And now you have your personal calls forwarded here. I'm sorry. That was a Jeremy Castle asking for you. What am I? Your secretary? I I don't
0: know who that is.
3: Be off with you. Leave your notes and see yourself out. Leave my notes here? Yes.
0: So you are going to consider them? No. Then why would you want to keep them? I I don't know. I'll take them with me if you don't mind. Of course, I don't mind. And I'll say this before I go. I have confidence in my writing abilities, Mr. Darling. Even if you don't Out Cheek. But why did I oh, my head
3: is... Quest? Doctor Who? What's the request happening, Stop, Doctor Who? What's oh. ah!
0: I have confidence in my writing abilities, Mr. Darling, even if you don't. (sighs) Malpomene! Time for din-dins. Where are you? If you don't want what's in this tin, I'm going to have it. I'll probably need to spit it with you anyway. For when he got there, the cupboard was bare. Hmm. Maybe I should pitch a gritty play about Mother Hubbard. melpomene Here, yeah, puss 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 Puss-puss! This fog. If you're eating out the bins again, you're not coming in tonight. (sighs) At 6pm, it will be the radio
2: newsreel. After this. What year is this then? 1956? little early for podcasts. Do the archers exist yet?
1: What? The Archers?
2: It's a soap opera.
1: And what's a soap opera?
2: A ah, story that never ends. Have to admit, I've never really listened to it. Set on a farm, I think. Not sure how the bows and arrows come into it.
1: Ooh, sounds
0: violent.
2: That's the British countryside for you. Oh, don't be so tetchy. We'll be out of your field in no time. Ellery? You there? Me? Yes, you! Hello!
0: Uh, You, you can't be talking to me.
2: Can't I? You're the only Ellery around here, unless the cow's called Ellery too. Well, that's just silly.
1: The Ellery we're after is you,
2: Ellery Quest.
0: But you're on the radio. Mm. I I must be dreaming.
2: I hope not. With an imagination like yours, you could do a lot better than a dingy bedsit in Soho. I can smell the mould from here. Not exactly cosy. It's
0: not a bedsit. I have two rooms here.
2: Oh, I take it all back. Two rooms? A staggering act of creativity. Bravo. And
1: who are we to judge? We haven't got any rooms. Not anymore.
0: But how is this? How can you see me? How how can you be communicating with me? Who even are you?
2: I'm the doctor and this is Valerie. Hello.
0: What? (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. I really am cracking up. This is indigestion.
2: Unlikely. I mean, it might have been, if you'd eaten the cat food, or indeed the cat, but you didn't. Did you?
1: You're in danger, Ellery. You need to leave your flat right now.
0: (laughs) Some kind of practical joke. The pair of you have read my notes, you're on the fire escape, throwing your voices... (laughs) Or you're nearby on a shortwave...
1: Get out and meet us at... Where was it you
2: suggested? Covent Garden. That's nice and central, isn't it? Look both ways before crossing the road and look behind you too, in case you're being followed.
5: Followed?
1: Just get to Covent Garden and we'll try to explain.
0: Can I trust you?
2: Of course you can. Look at me. Totally trustworthy. And just a little bit handsome.
1: We're on the radio.
2: Well, that's just something else you'll have to trust me on, then. Are you are you, are you looking for something?
1: Whatever it is, leave it. You don't need it.
0: But it's my coin!
2: Your coin?
0: my lucky coin
1: ellery ellery (sighs) we tell him his life is in danger and he looks for his lucky coin
2: irrational character trait i'll give you that it better be a very lucky coin
0: where are you where are aha (sighs) all right heads i stay Tails, i go Yes, I thought so. Not dashing out there after hearing some voices. Besides, nothing bad can happen if I'm hanging on to you.
4: Oh. Ah.
0: Mr. Darling, what on earth are you? Hang on. you have a twin? Mr. Quest,
3: I'm delighted to catch
0: you. What's the meaning of this? You've kicked in my... The only way this is in any way forgivable is if you're here to commission me. And even then... It's a strange way to go about it.
3: I'm afraid we're here for quite the opposite reason, Mr. Quest. We really didn't like your story.
0: I've gone completely doolally, haven't I?
3: If only you had, Mr. Quest. Then you wouldn't be causing us all this trouble. So if you come with us, nice and quietly, we'll try not to hurt you too much.
0: I see. I will come with you. But do you... Mind if I feed my cat? Excuse me. I ought to see the old moggy first.
3: Yeah, you're going to throw that tin at us, aren't you? (sighs) Am I really that predictable? this is why
0: you're not a good writer. All right. Now I don't have to feel bad about doing it. (sighs) He's gone next door.
3: (laughs) Officer him. he's going down the fire escape I'll follow him this way you leave out the front and try to cut him off down there. they've
1: gone
2: yes all right Henry two you can have your field back come on Valerie Covent Garden awaits
0: <laughs> oh. Melpomene sorry really not a good time Oh, You were eating out of the bins.
3: Don't run off, Mr. Quest.
0: You better scram. His brother's trying to cut me off at the top of the alley. Is there a way through the back of that... Hang on. There's a hole in the fence you're always squeezing through. Did you let him get away?
3: He didn't come past me. Didn't you have eyes on him? This darn fog. Get back to his flat. You can leave him to the others.
0: Excuse me. Coming through. Sorry. Sorry. What the heck am I doing? Why am I... Please, forgive me. I wasn't looking where I...
3: Good evening, Mr. Quest. You can't have. Are there three of you? Oh no. So many more than three.
0: This is impossible. No more running, Mr. Quest. We've had quite enough of that. I'm surrounded by half a dozen of the same man and nobody's reacting to it. It's London. Nobody cares. Yes. People mind their own tub. Mind their own what? Something, something, vocabulary. Is he having a stroke? Something, something, upper body strength. Aye. Next up, Covent Garden. No, it isn't. Sorry, I was dramatic effect. Oh, you're gonna pay then, or what? so foggy.
6: Hillary Quest, over here!
0: So you are real? Why is Covent Garden deserted? Haven't seen it like this since the war. Hang on. Where is here?
4: The tent.
0: The tent? I can't see a... Oh! The Punch and Judy! You're hiding in there? If you're waiting for the coast to be clear, believe me, it's never been clearer.
6: That's the way to do it! (sighs) Sorry, couldn't resist.
0: No puppets, please. Things are odd enough. The artistic director I met this morning, he appears to have multiplied and I still don't know how you did that thing on the radio.
6: Hello?
4: We shouldn't make this any harder than it is, Doctor.
6: Then I'll put the truncheon away. It's a little aggressive. Mm. Will you please both come out? Stop messing around. Don't come any closer. What? Why? Maybe not just yet, anyway. Peer too hard at a story and you're bound to find plot holes. And we don't want you falling down any of them. Punch and Judy, that's riddled with things that don't make sense, isn't it? I keep getting the urge to grab a string of sausages.
0: I don't follow.
4: Neither do I, even at the best of times, and these are not the best of times. So just roll with it.
0: But I can't simply... Look, I want to talk to you, not your puppets, though they do look... Just how I pictured you. It's
6: uncanny. We can talk, but only like this, I'm afraid. If it helps, pretend that we're actually puppets.
0: Pretend you're. Oh, because you are actually puppets. Aren't you?
4: I knew he would cotton on quickly. Oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. No, what is this? What's, what's going on? Try not
4: to panic.
0: Why wouldn't I panic? I'm talking to puppets. The puppets are talking to me. There isn't anyone in that booth, is there?
6: Well, there's a crocodile, but he's sleeping. (sighs) I said we should have interfaced on a visor screen. In this time, they're called cinemas. And I told you, I don't want him cornered. Covent Garden, outdoors, plenty of places to run. To run? What? Why am I... (sighs) I need to sit down. Stay on your feet, Ellery Quest. Helps the concentration. And we need you to concentrate, because the thing is... We've been beamed inside your head. No, sorry. My brain is shutting down now it better not be or we'd all get a little squished
4: and you did a really good job with the pitch
6: yes your urge to jettison us get us out there on the page on the stage that was a good instinct but that's not actually gonna help us get free no and you've made others aware of our presence here so maybe that was a bad instinct sorry nothing of what you just said is it doesn't make any sense and you can handle that you're a writer you're used to asking the questions and not yet knowing the answers This is all I need.
0: Mr. Quest! We know you're
6: here! Only one thing to do. Grab the puppets and run. Uh, I need my coin.
4: Is this really the time?
6: There's
3: someone here.
4: Got it!
0: And? All right, you are coming with me. (laughs) He's here! After him!
6: Where am I going? You tell us. The streets were full before.
4: There he is. Ugh, shame they're not more empty.
0: We need somewhere to
4: hide. Uh, I'm slipping. Just hang on, Valerie. Ow! I've got tiny ceramic hands. If you put your mind to it, there's no. I dropped him. Keep running, Ellery. But I need him. You don't. Run. We'll find him again. Trust me. <sighs>
6: I fancied a bit of a lie-down anyway. Hello, darlings. My, you're all very tall. Doctor. Forgive me if I don't get up. I haven't any legs. So, you know who I am. Yes, but...
7: Why do I know
6: that? It's a good question. And good questions tend to lead to good answers. Why am I
3: repelled by you, yet drawn to you? Why are there so many of us?
6: Yeah, yeah I did like that, I know that. Mm-hmm. As well, well, that's what yeah. I thought. Too true. Interesting. So, there's been a disruption to your disruption. Is this the TARDIS? Clever girl. Explain. I'm always explaining. explaining and flailing, that's what River says. Like Mr. Clever met Mr. Tickle. The only thing I'm telling you not, you're not getting anywhere near Ellery Quest.
3: If you think you've any chance of stopping us, I really must put my foot down.
6: Ugh. <sighs> With quips like that, I can tell you're not a writer. <laughs>
3: Spread out. Find Quest. He can't be far.
0: There are people in here at least. Hang on. Sorry. Coat pocket for you.
4: We should keep moving. No,
0: I need to lay low and catch my breath. I'll blend in. Evening. Ginger pop, please. And put it on my tab.
4: If this pocket is anything to go by, you won't be able to pay the town.
0: Maybe don't start talking to me till I find a quiet corner.
4: Hmm.
0: <sighs> Thank you. You've no idea how much I need this.
4: <sighs> mm, you're <sighs> crushing me.
0: Oh, sorry. Hang on.
4: Ugh you got your drink, have you? Will that stop you moping?
0: I'm not moping.
4: You're wishing you'd drop me instead of the Doctor.
0: I am, aren't I? Mm. And that's terribly rude of me.
4: Well, to be expected. You called your pitch Doctor Who, didn't you?
0: Because... The Doctor's an enigma. I don't know who he is.
4: You don't know who I am either. His new friend. That's what you said.
0: I know lots about you. Valerie Lockwood. Mm? An engineer from the 54th century. Though, I don't know how much of that is true. All of it, actually. But why? Why do I have all these details?
4: Because your characters are the real things. Those scenes are events that have actually happened. Or will actually happen.
0: And how am I meant to comprehend that? Such baffle gab.
4: The Doctor will reappear soon. He can explain all the mind-bending stuff. That's not in my department.
0: What do you mean, reappear?
4: That's a point. If we look around the bar, there'll be something that can help us.
0: Not yet. I can't keep darting around. I need to steady my jelly. You need to what? Something Daniel used to say.
4: Oh, and who's Daniel?
0: I know everything about you, but you don't know anything about me, do you? Mm. Uh, Perhaps I should introduce myself.
4: You make this sound like a date.
0: Oh, no, no. If it were,
4: you should have offered me a drink, puppet or not.
0: I simply meant as a an exchange of confidences.
4: Is there much to know? Possibly not. Sorry, now I'm the one being rude. I just meant for a... All right, I will ask you something. Why fear... Sorry? Why pitch us as a play? Our adventures, that's not the right medium, surely?
0: It is for me. On a stage, you can do anything. It's where I feel... Most alive.
4: Huh. It's fascinating you feel like that. Shh.
0: The barman's coming over.
3: Telegram, sir. Uh,
0: thank you. No reply. This is a gift for my niece. A puppet. I'm not talking to it. Very good, sir
4: you will just overlook how awkward that was. Is that a message?
0: From a Jeremy Castle? Don't look at it. It's blank anyway. Okay,
4: enough chit-chat. We need the doctor back.
0: Do you know who this castle chap is? I've heard the name before. The
4: question you should be asking, how did he know you were here? And then your next question, if he knows...
0: (gasps) Who else does?
3: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If I could briefly have your attention. We require a moment of your time. They're here. So if everybody could sit still whilst we see who's here, we'd be much obliged.
4: You need to get out of here. Maybe there's a way
0: out the back.
3: We got the back covered, darling. Glad to hear it, darling.
4: Yeah, talk about being in love with yourself.
0: Why aren't the other customers reacting to this? Invasion of the doppelgangers. Never
4: mind that. Is at the loo Hide in there And try and grab a There On the side table The newspaper
0: I'll roll it up and use it as a weapon
4: No You'll find the doctor inside Go quickly I'll try and delay him (laughs) Over here boys
3: Valerie Lockwood Hmm Where is he?
4: Have a seat Let's thrash this out
3: From the looks of you You won't be doing much thrashing
4: Uh, If things were a little more normal around here You'd see what I was capable of
3: Oh That's fighting talk Look around. It kind of got far.
4: We split up. hid in different bars.
3: I see. And you ordered this drink, did you? Mm-hmm. All on your own. Mm-hmm. Funny. This chair is warm. Not giving much away. Quite the poker face.
4: Nuh-uh. Puppet face. <laughs> don't tell the doctor I said that. Actually, don't tell anyone.
3: Tell me what's happening, Miss Lockwood. Why do I want shot of you? The Doctor was rather reticent, and he met an untimely end.
4: The Doctor doesn't end. I haven't been with him all that long, and even I know that. Do you know why? Why? Because he's a soap opera. A sublime one at that.
0: Alright. You better be in here, Doctor.
2: Cooey! Down here!
0: Of course you are.
2: What a droll little comic strip this is. Are you sitting comfortably?
0: I'm hiding in a toilet cubicle.
2: Well, at least you have a seat now. That'll stop Valerie complaining. Is she still with you? She
0: said she'd. We're in a bar and it's crawling with. <gasps> I shouldn't have left her on her own.
2: She'll be back eventually. Don't worry.
0: How? And how have you returned?
2: We can bounce around from medium to medium. Radio, puppet show, now a four-panel cartoon with a punchline I don't get. Takes a lot of psychic energy, hard to pivot quickly, but we're getting to grips with it. Huh? Valerie and I can manifest wherever there's a story. The whisper of a narrative, whatever you're drawn to. That space between the reader and what they're reading, the listener and what they're listening...
0: The storyteller and the... ...story receiver?
2: Now you're getting it.
0: Not in the slightest.
2: I'm back! Perfect timing. Did Darling get you? Not going to lie, there was a
1: tiny bit of puppet torture. What? Don't worry, he didn't feel a thing. Has the Doctor explained everything? Fully explained.
0: Barely explained. But
1: you are right, Doctor. Darling doesn't know his motives. He doesn't know why he. Let's not discuss that
0: here. Discuss what? What do you mean, doesn't know his motive? Is this a senseless attack?
2: We need to get Ellery out of here. Yes, I agree. In a safe enough location where we can extract what's within you.
0: And by that you mean, extract you two? Hello?
3: Someone in there?
4: (gasps) He's gone. Not very bright,
1: is
2: he? Individually? No. They've spread themselves thin, but it won't take them long to figure it out.
0: Who are they? Really?
2: Later, Ellery. There's a window above the sink, isn't there? You can wriggle through that.
0: You can't see that from in here.
2: We're in your head, remember? We can see what you can see.
0: Then why were you asking where Valerie was?
2: Ah, uh, ah, uh, careful of the plot holes. We need to come up with a plan. Is that plan going to be run around London all night? That's not a plan. That's part of the plan.
3: There's no sign of him out here. Did you check in there? I called inside. No response. If he's hiding, of course there isn't going to be a... Out of the way. He's given us the slip again. After him.
0: Doctor. Valerie. You're not running. I can't run whilst reading a newspaper. I'll get run over.
2: Then don't read a newspaper.
0: I need you to tell me what to do.
2: Then let's work that out. Head extraction. No mind probes in London, 1956. What does this city have? Somewhere recognisable that can bridge our worlds. Something like uh, <gasps> Ellery Quest, you need to find a police box.
0: Like the one you fly in.
1: Hopefully a little more intact than ours.
2: Should have thought of this sooner. But the best ideas take a little longer when you're shoved inside a, uh, another mind.
0: But why a police box? It's not going to be a spaceship, is it?
2: No, but it carries your idea of a spaceship, and you're going to fill it with stories. Stories? Doctor Who! That's how we'll manifest. You'll form a, a psychic echo chamber.
0: I can't pretend to understand this, but you'll need my notes. Why? Because that's where your stories are, all written down. No,
4: Ellery, we have you.
2: Don't
0: worry, it won't take me long to retrieve them. I can ditch a newspaper, can't I?
4: Huh?
0: I'll see, hear you, back at the flat.
2: <laughs> Ellery! Has he chucked us in a bin?
1: I hate lying to him. All this stuff about being in his head.
2: Yes. Hopefully it won't be for much longer. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) What?
1: Ellery? Ellery, are you there?
2: Sadly too late for the archers now. What else would be on The shipping forecast? It's a pity that boats can't
1: move. If you're getting your notes, you left them in the kitchen.
0: But what are all these? Pages and pages of- Don't
8: look
2: at them.
0: They all just say, by Jeremy Castle. By Jeremy Castle, by Jeremy Castle, over and over.
2: They're trying to confuse you. Just focus
1: on your notes, Ellery.
0: These notes? You really are everywhere. Wait, the cut on your cheek. You're the one I threw the tinner.
3: Maybe that knocked some sense into me. Meant I had to stand guard here. Think things through. You've gone very quiet, Doctor.
2: Maybe I don't have anything to say.
3: You're worried what I'll tell him. Doctor, does he know? Know what? I was the artistic director at the Regal Theatre. And now, I'm running around trying to find you. Even though I didn't like your play, didn't like you... Don't you find that confusing? Of course I do.
2: Just get out right now, Ellery. I want to hear
3: this. His reason, his motive. I finally understand now. I don't have a motive.
2: Be very careful now.
3: Is it your fault, Doctor, making me play too many roles? The heavy, the henchman, the mastermind, the main villain. Or perhaps it's the program they're running, using whatever they have to hand. Doctor?
1: Ellery, I'm so sorry.
3: The Doctor's had you running around, Ellery Quest. It's given you stakes. Something to aim for. Something to win the day. I... I need... Your notes. <laughs> They're pointless. I could destroy them. In fact... No!
2: Don't worry, Ellery. We didn't need
3: them. No. You need Ellery himself. But are you going to tell him who Jeremy Castle is? Or am I? Tell me. He's been trying to insert himself the entire time, as writers always do. As writers? Yes. Ellery Quest by Jeremy Castle. He created you. No. He did. And he created me too. Ha <laughs> ha. No, no.
1: Valerie <laughs> <Ellery.
3: laughs> Well, we're, we're nothing more than figments of his fevered imagination. None of this is real. None of it. None of it.
0: <laughs> Doctor? Valerie.
2: Any request, you just need to focus, or else this'll all slip away. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't
6: give up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I give up.
1: Ellery? Ellery? No. Don't sit here in the dark.
0: Don't tell me what to do. Sorry. Where even am I?
1: You're... in a space of negative perception. Where you've been overwhelmed by your limitations and things no longer make sense. Or as the doctor may say, you've fallen down a plot hole.
0: (laughs) (sighs) And now you're on. My lucky coin. Hmm. Not so lucky now. I thought you were the figment, Valerie. Instead I am. What's really going on?
1: It's hard to explain.
0: No, no, no more of that. You
1: need to... On the other side of the coin, that's where the doctor...
0: I'm not talking to him. This coin. This lucky coin. There's a story to this, isn't there? That's why I can see you. A whisper of a narrative. I know what that narrative is. The man who gave me this, Daniel. He was dear to me. He used this to make every decision, big or small. We'd been close all our lives, closer than I thought possible. And then, at the toss of a coin, he signed up and posted it back. His lucky coin made it home. Daniel didn't. That was 1943. And none of that was real, was it? Hillary. Because I... don't have a life. I have a backstory. Bittersweet. Overly sentimental. Slightly preposterous. I mean, does anybody have a lucky coin? You do. Don't. My memories, experiences, They're full of lies, just like the doctor was.
5: We
1: shouldn't have kept you in the dark.
0: I've kept myself in the dark, clearly. All that London fog, period-appropriate, but more useful for obscuring the finer details. I'm still thinking like a writer, why?
1: Because you are a writer!
0: I'm a fictional character, a shadow. I want to... Blend in with the nothingness around me.
1: If you do that, we're dead. And that's the absolute truth.
0: You can't have beamed inside my head. I haven't got a head for you to. How are you here?
1: You decide on the flick of a coin, don't you?
0: An irrational character trait. Why can I hear that in the Doctor's voice? Because
1: that's what he said. And perhaps it is. So surrender to it. Land on me, you ask more questions. Land on the Doctor, you get your answers.
2: <sighs> Hello, Ella Request.
0: Answers, or I toss this coin into the void. Where are you? Really?
2: The TARDIS telepathic circuits didn't beam us into your head. They beamed us into... the writing machine where you're stored.
0: It's a writing machine.
2: They have devices for virtual typing, transcribing. Centuries after your time. I don't have a time. We all have a time, Ellery. And this is yours.
0: Why did your TARDIS put you in a machine?
2: Turns out I have a connection to it.
0: What connection?
2: Do you really want to know?
0: I don't want anything. I'm just like Darling. I don't have a motive.
2: Ellery Quest, you need to stop this downward spiral you think things are dark now believe me they'll get even darker and you will drag us down with you I'll explain the situation as best I can and with your permission I'll build the world for you a bit put us inside it
0: can you do that
2: I'm telling a story I can do anything Lights up on a writer's studio, circa the 63rd century. I'll be honest, I have no idea what the author looks like, nor any of his rooms, but it'll definitely have one of these in it.
0: The writing machine.
2: It can interface with an author's mind, and the author in question is... Jeremy Castle. I know this already. He wrote about me. Funnily enough, he wrote about me too. So you are a fictional character. Not quite. He was writing about me... In a biographical sense. Turns out he's chronicling my life. Valerie and I discovered the files as we whizzed around the servers. I'll be honest, she's a little more adept at that than me.
1: Hmm, my audio receptors are overheating. <laughs> Mr Castle has a lovely veranda out here.
2: That's how you know this is all made up. No writer can afford a veranda.
0: I don't see what your biography has to do with me.
1: He'll get there eventually. Conciseness isn't his strong suit.
2: Nor is it Jeremy's. There are pages and pages and pages about me. Interviews from people I've barely met. Meticulous, time-kept records of all my adventures. Desperous. I was on Desperous for half an hour and he's got a whole chapter on that. The level of research is astounding.
0: But of course you have people documenting you. All those adventures you've had. All those times and places you've visited. You must be the most famous
2: man in all of creation. I was certainly getting there. But I've been deleting all references to myself across the universe. Pity I missed this. Probably because it isn't published, isn't finished. And what about me? Are there pages and pages about me too? What's my story about? I've no idea. That isn't finished either. There doesn't seem to be any definitive genre it's approaching. It's set in London, 1956, and Jeremy's done an awful lot of research. There are files and files of maps and references, but it doesn't feel alive. Because it isn't. But you do. Ellery Quest, his protagonist. Even in the opening chapter, pitching stories to a grumpy director, you're funny, inquisitive, flawed. People forget how important that is for a hero.
1: They can't all be perfect like you, can they?
2: And Jeremy Castle likes you, Ellery. Whenever he's tired of me, he opens up your file. That's a comma or two. Reworks a paragraph. You're his passion. His true love. You're the one he wants to focus on, not me. Then why doesn't he?
1: In a word, money.
2: Writers need to pay the bills. Always have done, always will. But I'm worried that Jeremy Castle has sold his soul. Because if this biography comes into existence, all of reality is at stake. How come? I'm not a story, I'm a sledgehammer.
1: If someone can map the Doctor's life entirely, they can find where he's vulnerable.
2: And we think they already have. The TARDIS explosion. Exactly. Exactly. Someone's been reaching out to us, causing havoc with the TARDIS. It was during one of those moments they pounced. But if that's already happened, there's nothing you can do. There's always something you can do. I told you my book isn't complete, and I can delete it before it is. Then why don't you? That's hard to explain.
1: But you're trying your best, because Ellery deserves it. (sighs)
2: The TARDIS stored us in here, yes, and her gifts have seeped throughout the machine. She's hidden my biography within your story, within you. That's why we were trying to protect you, help you get away. But someone's figured out we're interfering.
1: Maybe it's Jeremy, or the people who commissioned him. We don't know for sure.
2: The thing is, they're butting into the narrative too. Mr Darling, the artistic director of the Regal, he appeared in your first few paragraphs. Whoever they are have taken control of him, copy and pasted him throughout the text. He's trying to capture you too but the TARDIS has lowered his perception, and honestly, I think she's raised yours. She's made you a little more you. Ellery Quest. So what do you do? How do you fix this? We can't do much ourselves. It's your file, your story. That's why we're limited to stories when we're in there. It's up to you, Ellery. I need you to remove all mention of me. Which means removing myself?
1: Yes.
0: I'm removed right now. I'm not in London
2: 1956. You're still on the machine, though. We all are. Then how do I do this? And why would I try?
1: Ellery, let's step outside for a moment.
2: Excellent
0: idea. Not you,
1: Doctor. There are deck chairs around the corner, Ellery. I'll meet you there.
0: All right. See you there.
1: What's wrong? I don't mean this in a mean way, but you're making this all about you, Doctor. And it needs to be about Ellery. But
2: I'm responsible for getting you into this situation, for putting you in danger. Perhaps
1: that's true, but it isn't up to you. He called his story Doctor Who. That's not a character. That's a question. And you don't get to ask it.
2: No. Because it's a question that should never be asked.
0: You knew I needed to steady my jelly, didn't you?
1: <laughs> We're still calling it that, are we?
0: What of you? The Doctor can build a world, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I could sit out here all day and do nothing.
1: If Castle's digital journal was anything to go by, sounds like that's a key part of being a writer. <laughs> is that Ellery 2 over there? <sighs> what is he like? Anyway. How are you feeling?
0: I don't know. He said the TARDIS... ...made me more me? What does that mean?
1: I don't know. I thought my tech was advanced, but this is a whole other level. If it helps, when I look at you, I don't see... ...a character.
0: Then what do you see?
1: I see Ellery Quest.
0: Even if my story's unfinished?
1: You get to finish it yourself.
0: And that's the way out, is it? I know you need me to carry on.
1: That's what the Doctor wants. But what do you want?
0: I think I... want to do that too. That darling was right in a way. It gives me purpose. And I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: It isn't. Our travels have a purpose too.
0: You're looking for Clara. Oh, and the lady who keeps calling the TARDIS.
1: Uh, you've seen some scenes we haven't yet. Oh, and as much as I want to know, you can't tell us what happens. Why? Because that's another story.
0: If I'm doing this, I want you to help me tell it. Tell what? My story.
1: <laughs> I can't do that. Why not? I'm not a writer.
0: Neither am I. Not really. But I
1: mean... I don't know where to begin.
0: We begin where we left off. You'll have to learn the art of storytelling one day. Why? That's another story too. I'm not doing this alone. And we... have a connection.
1: Aww. You're just angling for a second date.
0: Oh, you'll get one of them too. But not with me.
1: What did I just say about... Oh, sorry, sorry. (sighs) Alright. I'll help you tell your tale. Valerie Lockwood. Narrator. Mm -hmm.
0: Ellery Quest, half-written hero. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Very well. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're back in your flat, and Darling's surprised to see you. I thought we
3: were rid of you. No such luck. Then it's time to finish you once and for all.
1: As you step back... Oh, watch out on your left.
0: An ironing board. The iron, I could... Nope.
1: This is one situation where a writer should absolutely not kill his darlings. Then what do I do? Nothing. Darling's going to trip over the cord.
3: What do you mean I'm
0: going to- Ah! I hope he's not too angry. What do I do? He tore the notes to pieces. I I glue them back together. No, you
1: really don't need them. Are you sure? You carry these stories with you anyway.
0: If your story can be forgotten, it's not a story worth telling. Exactly. So, you
1: do what the doctor would do. And what is that? Run! Down the fire escape you go. Back in the alleyway again. Your cat's still here. Melpomene! You scoop her up. Do we have time for this? You're the hero, Ellery. You save the cat. All right. Come here, Puss. A trio of darlings approach you down the alleyway. you? Hey,
3: stop there! Get I him.
1: escape out the back. Not this time. You can't retreat. You need to reach the street. You charge towards the darlings. Here goes! The darlings are surprised at your bravery. The first steps out of your way as you charge at them. And the second takes a swing at you. Missed! And the third grabs you by the scruff of the neck.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: But Melpomene leaps straight at his face. Ah! Melpomene! You save the cat, and the cat saves you. Keep running. Hey! <sighs> Where to now? From every door, every corridor, every alleyway. The darlings, him. Stop, stop him! But get him! Oh, crap. grab him! And then, do you see the police box Ellery. at the top of the street? Ellery. The light is are glowing. For the last time, Ellery, keep running. running. Keep running. Ellery. Away. Away. You can make it. You can make it.
0: Can stop I, can't. Him. I can't. I can't. Oh yes, you Ellery. can, Ellery. quest get him. Look who it is. It's, it's the well. doctor. Hey, you get him. made it. Doctor! Valerie? Where are you? What? Where are all these pages coming from? What's happening?
2: So? All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will? Oh my goodness! Where do you want to start? Where? Hello, you. Doctor! didn't want to wake you. You looked so comfortable sleeping on the floor. That's a rare talent. Depends what the floor's made of, I suppose. There's one planet in the Gabba district where the ground is made of marshmallow. What happened? The explosion? Didn't happen. Why not? Because time has been rewritten. I was right. Whoever blew up the TARDIS needed the biography to pinpoint the exact moment to strike. So, when it got deleted... No,
1: no, no. When, when we first met... You said it didn't work like that. Valerie... Everything you said. Time can't change. We couldn't go back and save mum. We couldn't go back and save any of them. I know. Then how? Tell me in a way that doesn't make me angry.
2: I can't. You can't? I can't because it makes me angry too. You
1: don't seem that angry.
2: When we met... We were part of events. Every choice we made, it locked the timeline into place. A timeline we couldn't cross.
1: Or else the universe would go bang, you said. Yet the universe still seems to be there, so...
2: The TARDIS was exploding. Time was in flux, making it malleable, changeable.
1: So the rules don't apply if you save yourself. I didn't
2: save myself. I was saved by Ellery Quest. And he saved you too, remember? He got to be the hero after all.
1: But what did he... how did he...
2: Don't try to remember too much. That was something of a painful rewrite for all of us. But
1: I want to remember, need to remember. Ellery, he... He knew he wasn't real, and he still... Is there anything we can do? What do you mean? The telepathic circuits. They put us in that machine. They can do the reverse. They can get him out.
2: He already got out. Escaped off the server. The TARDIS made a back door disguised as a TARDIS. And off he went like a postcard into infinity. But where did he go? Come with me. Whilst you are out, there's something I discovered. The TARDIS Library. That's my model of the Night Jar, a painting by Marta Malvani. But ignore all that, we're here for the books. The lots and lots of books. Specifically, these lot. A whole new section just appeared.
1: What am I an Unearthly Quest by Jeremy Castle. What's this?
2: The first Ellery Quest novel, where he steps into a magic box and blasts into the stars, complete with lucky coin and cat.
1: <laughs> so Jeremy actually finished it then? His story? Well, I suppose if he wasn't working on your biography... Hang on, did you say the first?
2: Yep. First of many. Look at the shelf. See how many stories he spawned.
1: <gasps> and these all
2: feature Ellery Quest. It's not even the complete works. I did a little digging. He wasn't confined to books. He turned up in graphic novels, video games, virtual operas on the busy screen. He even popped up in an episode of The Archers. <laughs> and there were stage plays, of course. Ellery Quest in the theater.
1: Where he felt most alive.
2: And when Jeremy Castle hung up his pen, other writers stepped in to keep the adventures going. These are stories unrestrained by form or genre. He's been enjoyed by all types, all ages. He is shocked and delighted and inspired and consoled. I think Ellery's had a good life. Because life is the stories we choose to tell ourselves. And countless people have chosen...
1: Ellery Quest.
2: If I could do this for everyone, save them all, give them all happy ever afters, then I would. But I can't. There are rules, infuriating, heartbreaking rules. I can't go back and save your mother. I can't go back and save my people. If I could, do you honestly think I wouldn't have offered? No,
4: I,
1: I know you would. Sorry, I The thought I could. I think I need a moment to gather myself. Steady my jelly.
2: (laughs) That's a lovely phrase.
1: From a friend of a friend. (laughs) I'll stay in here for a bit. Catch up on some reading.
2: All right. Let me know if Ellery too shows up. That cow and I have unfinished business.
1: We've other unfinished business too.
2: Oh yes. Who commissioned the biography? Who blew us up in the first place? But don't you worry. We've got all of time and space back again and the answers are out there somewhere.
8: You have been listening to Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor Chronicles. All of Time and Space by Tim Foley. The Doctor was played by Jacob Dudman. Valerie Lockwood, Safia Ingar. Ellery Quest, Leroy Bonsu. And Mr Darling, Richard Hope. Other parts were played by members of the cast. The script editor and producer was Alfie Shaw. Director, Nicholas Briggs. Sound design, Lee Adams. Music, Jamie Robertson, and executive producers Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig-Ellery.
5: Hello, my name is Alpha Shaw, and I am the producer of the 11th Doctor Chronicles.
1: Any chance we could not explode? Oh yeah, we'll be not exploding
0: all the way till boom time! That's not what I meant! <laughs>
5: One of the things I like about this box set as well we're now starting to get into the era of the Doctor and Valerie having these non-directly interlinked adventures, we're sort of getting into the, the bulk of their travelling. Tim Foley has a reputation both for excellence and speed which is very well deserved and so I knew that in terms of getting something that we could turn around and record very quickly Tim was one of the obvious go-to people. Uh, luckily he was free and luckily he had this amazing idea right up his sleeve. Like, how does the Doctor stop the TARDIS exploding? We'll come back to that. Here's someone pitching the concept of Doctor Who to a theatre owner and as soon as Tim told me that my just lit up it's such a a brilliant brilliant move and i mean there's loads of brilliant touches in this big and small the writer hums the theme tune instead of we playing the theme tune brilliant 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 the fact that it's you know curtains up on the second axe and this is the the second box in the run that's a lovely small touch it really really appealed
3: if you're writing a serial go to the bbc i believe they're looking for a new journey into
0: space oh it's not multiple stories it's the one story Of a traveling man and his new best friend
7: hello my name is ellery quest and i am the writer of all of time and space just kidding it's jeremy castle alfie shaw the producer got in touch asked me if i could produce a story quite quickly and i said yes i could because i had this idea that had been rattling around in my head for quite a while The idea of somebody pitching something and the pitch itself being alive. And this pitch became The Doctor and Valerie. And I began to add new layers on top of this. All to do with the ideas of storytelling uh, and heroes. And yeah, the compressed time frame meant I got to write something that was you know quite weird and wacky. Lots of fun emails bouncing around between myself and Alfie. And yeah, it was quite a hectic period. But it was, you know, frenetic and fruitful. So yeah, I really enjoyed it.
3: You want it sliding across our
0: stage and two actors to climb it. Oh, if we could flood the stage, too, that'd be marvellous. Or perhaps you can sell it with some lights and haze.
7: I think theatre is a great art form. And I was in rehearsals for my own play at the time. Um, and it so it, it got me thinking um, what Doctor Who might look like in, in, in a stage version. Um, Obviously, we had The Ultimate Adventure. I will forever curse the fact I was born too young to see it. But it's an interesting medium, Theatre. LRE talks about it in the story about, you know, one that makes him feel most alive. And I don't know if anybody's listening has uh, seen a play, but there is something very magical about sitting in the same auditorium as the people who were there creating the world in front of you. So, yeah, that was fun.
2: What year is this then? 1956? A little early for podcasts. Does The Archers exist yet? What? The Archers? It's a soap opera. And what's a soap opera? Ah, a story that never ends.
8: (laughs) My name's Jacob Dudman, and I play the Doctor. Very, very happy to be back. Always happy to be back uh, with these box sets, with the lovely cast and crew that we are given. And uh, I thought today's script was wonderful. I love it when uh, Doctor Who does bonkers left-field stuff that uh, is totally just not what you're expecting from a story. Um, It's the sort of story that at first seems bonkers and then you read it and then you realise that it's totally bonkers. But it's completely wonderful and it's not bonkers without making sense. It's a perfectly sort of enclosed story with lovely characters, lovely emotional moments whilst also having a tremendous amount of fun. And you can tell that... um Tim Foley has things to say about writers, you know. uh, Also, I love the fact that it says that it's written by Ellery Quest, even though, of course, it is the wonderful Tim Foley.
0: I I must be dreaming. I hope not.
2: With an imagination like yours, you could do a lot better than a dingy bedsit in Soho. (sighs) I can smell the mould from here. Not exactly cosy.
8: Well, it's funny, isn't it? One second, you're in an exploding TARDIS, and then the next second, you're like a puppet character and a cartoon, and on a coin. Um, So it's not what I saw coming whatsoever, but I think it fits in perfectly with the era, the very Moffat style of uh, taking something and then just scrunching up the piece of paper and just saying, no, we're not doing that. Forget your expectations. This is what we're doing. And it's still being marvelously wonderful and weird and crazy but i think it's exactly what you need you know when the tardis explodes there are so many doctor who stories there are hundreds and hundreds surely thousands of them uh so you can't do what's the expected uh next step you need to go and uh be bonkers
1: you still haven't told me what bezel tub is or why we need well, it well
8: it.
2: it's nothing to do with a tube
1: Ugh, traveling with you just wonders for my vocabulary
2: hopefully for your upper body strength too
1: I am Safia Inga and I'm playing Valerie Lockwood. The cliffhanger. Oh, I mean, I'm just glad you guys brought me back in it. I could have been like Gonzo in it. I could have been, all right, we're scrapping, next person. Um, but I'm just obviously <laughs> really, really happy to be back. And um, that's, what, again, what I love about this universe that you can literally just go, eh, eh. We're going to do something completely different now. Bam! And it just keeps you on your toes and it just makes you remember that it's just fun and silly. Like, you get into all this deep stuff in Doctor Who, but at the end of the day, it's just it's just silliness, isn't it? Fun, silliness, and I love it.
3: You won't be doing much thrashing.
1: Uh, If things were a little more normal around here, you'd see what I was capable of.
3: Oh, that's fighting talk.
1: And I love there's always this moment in Doctor Who where usually the companions sort of see all these other sides of the doctor and they're kind. Of, you can see the conflict in themselves where they're like, do I like the doctor? Like, do I like this version of the doctor? Can I teach him something new? Because obviously he's older and he's been through it all, so you know, it's all this different stuff. But also I love that Valerie like puts her foot down and is like, like this is what my opinion is on it and this is how you can deal with this situation. And even like even her learning the rules, like she calls it out. She's like, no, that's rubbish. Like we should be able to change things. We should be able to do things differently. And I love that that side of Valerie's coming out now even more. So it's just yeah, it's so cool. Has the doctor explained everything? Fully explained.
0: Barely explained. But
1: you are right, doctor. Darling doesn't know his motives. He doesn't know why he. Let's he's... not discuss that
0: here. Dis- discuss what? What do you mean? <laughs>
1: I mean, I love working with, like, the, the fresh face actors who are, like, walking in here like, what the hell is going on? And I feel like he was really thrown in the deep end with this script today, because he was just like, what is happening? But we had a lovely chat over lunch, and he was just, like, saying it's so much fun. Um, and just, like, letting... The fact that we can just play, I think, is the most important thing for actors. I think sometimes it gets a bit too heavy and a bit too cerebral, And even though there is so much tech, sci-fi stuff in this and things to wrap your head around, again, if you just let go of all of that, let go of the logic and just have fun, that's what we do in the room. And it's just, it's the most gorgeous energy. And I just love it.
0: This is the tale of Doctor Who. I'm Leroy Bonsu and I'm playing Ellery Quest. And it was amazing. Great uh, cast, great team, host as well. Everything was just splendid today. I really enjoyed myself. Script was well written. The moment it came through, I had a read through of it and um, I was impressed by the writing. Obviously, everyone knows who Doctor Who is and uh, just to be part of it was really, was a great experience to be in and um, yeah. It was uh, it was exciting to do as well. A lot of humour in there. A lot of times where I had to stop myself from laughing, just how it was all coming uh, coming together. And um, yeah, great. Ellery, Ellery, Ellery. The moment I started reading Ellery Quest, the first person which came to mind, well, image that came to mind would be Roger from American Dad. Um, I don't know why. It's just that was the first image that came in. But um, he is... He's definitely a fun character. He's got all sorts going on in his head in terms of wanting to bring out this theatre experience of Doctor Who, he's so passionate, but yet so, he's almost like child, childlike, you know. He's very witty and quick to take actions before thinking on these occasions, but um, he's a really fun character to play with and uh, I hope everyone enjoys, enjoys what he has to bring to the world. If you're waiting for the coast to be
2: clear, believe me, it's never been clearer. That's the way to do it! (sighs) Sorry, couldn't resist.
3: Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and today I directed All of Time and Space by Ellery Quest, by Tim Foley. By... No, that's it. It's quite a small cast today. We had Leroy in, and Richard, and Leroy was playing Ellery Quest... And it was really a lot of fun to I don't think Leroy had done anything like this before, and he cottoned onto it really quickly about this sort of angst ridden doubting writer who then finds out that he's not anything that he thinks he is, and he's fictional as well. That's quite an ask for an actor, but uh, Leroy approached it with with such gusto and uh, <laughs> at the end of it, he was just grinning a lot, wasn't he? He just loved he loved doing it, so it was brilliant to get him in. I don't normally relish censorship. Hang
0: on. Uh, Talking of Lord Chamberlain, I've got a whole sequence set in Queen Elizabeth's court. You don't? No, 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 no. no. I've had enough of this.
3: Uh, My name is Richard Hope, and I'm playing Mr Darling, and uh, Mr Darling, and Mr Darling, and Mr Darling. Now, if you're confused, listen to this. Imagine what it's like when you first get a script and say, Darling, how are you, Darling? Darling? and it's darling like this. So it's darling one, two, three, four. But I thought, oh, And then I thought, Mike Alfreds kept saying to me, uh, if you have to do various characters, you can't cheat and use accents. And I thought, well, if I go in, I'm not gonna use accents. I'm gonna try and do it in some other way. <laughs> so you have to think how your mouth is. So just do it slightly, oh, hello. Oh, hello. You know, you've just gotta do it, and, so using your own voice. I don't know, so that's what that was my first impression.
0: Mr. Darling! what on earth are you hang on do you have a twin Mr Quest
3: delighted to catch you <laughs> that's a great part I love playing a villain I mean I've only really just got I normally used to play nice people who smiled nicely but now I'm playing nasty people who don't always smile very nicely back so shut up sit down and stay in that corner I like that sort of person because it's against me and uh, I was, uh, why do I enjoy playing nasty people? Over, over the years, you sort of get to play different people. And I remember Ken Campbell I worked with, with the Science Fiction Theatre of Liverpool, and working with Jim Broadbent, he always used to play the nasty person, and I played the nice person, and, and I never understood why. So I, anyway, but now I can do it the reverse, because he's playing nice people, and I can play nasty people. I, well, I love working with Big Finish, because it's a bit like a big family. And I've had a bit of a time off, so I'm quite pleased to be back in the fold. I I love working with sort of, it's very creative. It's very open, the process. And, but at the same time, it's very structured and it is focused because you are doing Doctor Who. And you have to be, you have to allow that creative spark in you to believe in the unbelievable. And I love that. Valerie Lockwood. Hmm. Where is he?
1: Have a seat. Let's thrash this (laughs) out.
7: yeah I think Alfie's created um, a fantastic character in Valerie multifaceted funny um something that we've not seen slash heard before in a long while this the, the, the this the cybernetic element um and yeah I think the the pair of them just hit the ground running great set of stories in the first box set and I'm really privileged to have been brought aboard to continue on their adventures. <laughs>
8: I think one of the great things that the writers in these sets have managed to do so far is really cement the relationship between the Doctor and Valerie. I think that by this story, you you can really feel they're a double act. And in the stories moving forward in this box set, I think we're going to see mo- much more of that. And um, it's a wonderful dynamic, the way they bounce off of each other, almost finishing each other's sentences. Um, and, you know, I love this relationship. and uh, And it's there in the writing. The people have really... Uh, got it, And, and uh, kudos to Alfie as well for really setting that out for, for the writers to... You know, he sort of tees it up and the writers just knock it out of the park.
1: When we first met, you said it didn't work like that. Valerie. Everything you said. Time can't change. We couldn't go back and save mum. We couldn't go back and save any of them. I know. Then how? As her knowledge of everything grows, her relationship with the Doctor grows as well. But also it has those edges of like ooh, I see, like, Doctor, I see you. I see why you do things and I don't get it, but I still love you and I'm still gonna follow you. But man, it's difficult to agree with you sometimes. Whereas at the beginning, I feel like, I mean, she sort of went full circle in that way. She kind of went from like completely not trusting him to like absolutely adoring him, following him into battle, doing everything, and then questioning him. And now she's like, ooh. You can see the sort of riffs a little bit. And I always love those, the little tension, the drama. Can't all be perfect, can it?